Good morning from Stanford Christian Church. My name is Pastor Jeremy, and today God will speak to us through John 13, 1 through 20. Jesus is our example. He's our Lord. When you want to know how to live to promote the most goodness and peace and joy for yourself and others, you look at Jesus. He called all his disciples saying, follow me, and he says the same thing to us. Even though we know that in the end, it's the best way to live, Jesus' way is sometimes hard. It can lead us to sacrifices, to difficulty, and even to touching someone's dirty feet. Jesus washed the disciples' feet and then said, you also ought to wash one another's feet. So maybe we should do a foot washing. Now, I know there are some people in here that are already getting pretty squirmy. Just the thought bothers you. While it can be a meaningful gesture, Jesus is not concerned about us literally washing each other's feet, as that was a cultural thing for people who walked around in dusty roads and sandals all the time. But the message to serve one another is very much intended. John chapter 13, starting in verse 1. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already decided that Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, would betray Jesus. And and during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from supper, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. To follow Jesus is to serve other people. Jesus communicates this by washing the disciples' feet. We are at a point in Jesus' ministry where he is preparing his disciples for his departure. Pay attention to how the story is introduced. It says Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from the world and go to the Father. And then down in verse 3, it says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from the Father and was going to the Father, got up from supper and took off his outer robe and tied his towel around himself. Do not miss that knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God prompted his washing of the disciples' feet. That's why he did it. Jesus is coming from the Father, and his imminent return are the reasons why he washes the disciples' feet. He's about to leave his people, and since he will not be there with them anymore to teach them and to guide them and to represent his kingdom for himself, he needs his disciples to understand the point and be able to represent his kingdom on his behalf. So he washes their feet to show them the way. To follow Jesus is to serve others. It is important to remember that the terms serving and loving are inseparable. Listen to this. Serving is the act of loving. To love people is to serve them. Jesus' washing his disciples' feet shows us us what loving people really is. He lowers himself. He He treats them as though they are more important than he. Did you hear that? Jesus, the King of all that exists, Almighty God, who before he took flesh, created everything that exists, 
treats other people as though they are more important than he. That is humility. He humbled himself as a servant, and then he acted. He didn't just feel love or say he was loving or thinking lovingly towards them. Serving is when love drives you to do something loving for other people. I enjoy the way our church serves our community through the gathering, the Fort Logan Cooperative Ministry, our work with the Senior Citizen Center, raising money for things like Habitat for Humanity. Soon we'll start working on our Easter egg hunt for the community, and we're consistently and constantly looking for new ways to serve Stanford. I also want you to think of the opportunities that God has given you to serve people in your jobs and families and homes. I'm constantly amazed by the ways that God uses people in this church to serve in your everyday lives. Educators, you have a massive opportunity to serve people. Healthcare workers, you do too. Any business with customers, whatever place you have, there are massive opportunities for you to serve Parents, grandparents, neighbors, friends, the people in the grocery store that you pass on the street, the opportunities to serve other people are endless. So how can you do something for someone that treats them as though they are more important than you? Humility does not mean personal insecurity or self-deprecation. It means that we treat others as though they are more important than us. In reality, humility often comes from people who are very secure in Jesus. When you know that your value, your ability, your future goodness is all solid and taken care of in Jesus, when you know that God values you enough to die for you and is actively working to care for you and accomplish your good, when you know that he has a glorious future for you in his kingdom, then you don't have to fight for your place with other people. You don't have to beat them, outdo them, or get ahead of them. It frees you up to serve them. So Jesus got down on his knees at their feet. Now these men follow him. Remember, he's the teacher, they're the student. He's the creator, they're the creation. He's the king, and they're the subjects. He is greater in every way. But he pours water on their feet and turns the dust to droplets of mud, and then he wipes them clean. He washed each disciple's feet, one after another. And then in verse 6, he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew one who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. Now, Jesus has taken another step. The kind of humility and love that Jesus is calling his followers to is not a natural kind of service. For that, you need to be washed by Jesus. Now, Jesus is talking about more than just water and washing dirt off. He's talking about washing the soul of arrogance and selfishness. When Jesus saves us, he does forgive our sins. He makes us right with God and ensures our place in his eternal kingdom. But salvation is so much more than that. 
He also washes us from sin, our arrogance and selfishness, our desire to be better than others, to get ahead of them, to be more than them. He convicts us, teaches us, empowers us, and equips us to live humbly and loving and serving others. Loving God most and loving others more than yourself. This point is made even more clear at the end when he cryptically points to Judas, the one who will betray him. He was not clean. He, was, he had not received Jesus as Lord and was still captive to his pride and greed. To be humble and serving and loving comes only through the work of Jesus in you. Only Jesus changes the nature of a man. He continues in verse 12. It says, After he had washed their feet and had put on his robe and had reclined again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Now verse 15, For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, slaves are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. You know these things. You are blessed if you do them. By washing the calloused, dusty feet of his disciples, Jesus set us an example. Jesus makes it very clear that serving others as though they are more important than us is the way of his kingdom. If you belong to him, you will serve in this way. This is also a great test by which we can discern true teachers and leaders. He points out Jesus as, Judas as false and not washed by him. In the kingdom of God, leaders are those who serve and humbly put the interest of others before themselves. Leaders who do not should be ignored. Strive for humble service yourself, and you should test those you follow and learn from according to their humility and service. We are not greater than Jesus. And he washed his people's feet. Love for others is the defining characteristic of God's kingdom. Sometimes I know it is hard. You look at it and you say, God, I'll never make a difference with my small acts of service. God, I know this is what you want me to do, but it won't matter. They're not grateful and there's just always more need and I'm not very good at it. He's heard it all before. I don't need to tell him about Jesus. She already knows that I love her. I don't need to say it again. A short visit won't make a difference. These few extra dollars won't help anything. One meal a week will not keep someone alive. Do not forget that the God you serve, he freed his people from Egypt using a man with a stutter. He beat big old Goliath with a teenage runt and then made him the greatest king in his nation's history. He fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. He loves to take the small things and do ginormous things with them. In 1979, NASA launched the Exploratory Space Probe Pioneer 10. According to Leon Jarif, in time, the satellite's primary mission was to reach Jupiter, photograph the planet and its moons, and beam data about uh, Jupiter's magnetic field and radiation belts and atmosphere back to Earth. Scientists regarded the plan as bold, for at that time no satellite had ever gone beyond Mars. They feared the asteroid belt would destroy the satellite before it could reach its target. 
But Pioneer 10 accomplished its mission and much, much more. Swinging past the giant planet in November 1973, Jupiter's immense gravity hurled Pioneer 10 at a higher rate of speed towards the edge of the solar system. At one billion miles from the sun, Pioneer 10 passed Saturn. At two billion, hurtled past Uranus. Neptune at three billion miles. Pluto at almost four billion miles. By 1997, 25 years after its launch, Pioneer 10 was more than six billion miles from the sun. And despite that immense distance, Pioneer 10 continued to beam back radio signals to scientists on Earth. Now, perhaps the most remarkable thing, writes Jeroff, those signals emanate from a, an 8-watt transmitter, which radiates about as much power as your bedroom nightlight and takes more than nine hours to reach Earth. The little satellite does not seem powerful enough to do what it did. It was clearly inferior to many of the other satellites, Engineers designed Pioneer 10 with a useful life of just three years, but it kept going and going. By simple longevity, its tiny 8-watt transmitter radio accomplished more than anyone thought possible, and with the spirit of the one true God in you, you will too. Your service matters because it's in the name of God, and as his children, it is empowered by God. Sometimes this just means altering your perspective a little bit. Is your job about making money or serving people? Do you intend church uh, for what you get out of it or for what you can, how you can serve your brothers and sisters in Jesus? Do you wash your spouses and your family members' feet, figuratively, of course? Or are you just bitter about what they don't do for you? Bosses, owners, community leaders, are, are you there to be seen, have a title and will power, or are you serving your people, employees, clients, and customers? The best thing for all of us to do is to pray about one new way that we can begin serving other people in each part of our lives and then commit to doing it and go do it. Jesus served you. He loved you. He taught you. He showed you a better way. He died for you. He rose for you. He heals you. And now he works through you. And he says, For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Thank you so much for listening to Stanford Christian Church. Once again, my name is Pastor Jeremy. Love God, love others, and tell somebody about Jesus.